Today's episode is brought to you by history and the heroic spirits that it holds. Ever wondered what it would be like to chat with King Arthur, have an arm wrestling match with Alexander the Great, or maybe you get drunk with the great King Gilgamesh? So train up your magic powers, become worthy of fighting for the Holy Grail, and select the catalyst of the figure you want to hang out with today. Warning. Catalyst always won't always get you the figure you want, and participation in the Holy Grail War may result in death. Boy, won't it. <laughs> Ladies and gents, weebs and weebets, welcome to another episode of Nani? The show where we sit back, relax, and just gush about anime. Because we're weebs. As always, I'll be your host, Mike, and with me is my friend, Chris. Hoi! Hoi, Chris Kuhn. Oh, arigatou gozaimasu. Oh, I feel nasty about that one. <laughs> oh, boy. Hey, Chris. Yeah? Have you ever wanted to have a wish granted? Yes. Have you ever wanted to be a mage? Uh, very much, yes. You know what? You could participate in the Holy Grail War. No! <laughs> but why? <laughs> because I've seen more than enough to know that that's a terrible idea. No. <laughs> no. But, but it may be my fate. Uh, I may have to stay the night. I have zero <laughs> confidence in your words. <laughs> and unlimited blade works? <laughs> Alright, so, so bad puns aside... We're obviously talking about the Fate series. The Fate series and the Nasuverse. And for for better, like, for clarification, we're not talking about, like, Grand Order. Uh, or, well, that's basically well, the only thing we aren't talking well, about. Well, I mean specifically about Grand Order, but we are talking about... Cause Literally I've everything else. Fate Stay Night, Fate Stay Night Unlimited Blade Works, and Fate Zero. And you've seen Apocrypha. I'm like you've and seen Apocrypha. Apocrypha. I told you you needed to watch Apocrypha. You got it. I, I did. I did. I, yeah. I just there's so much. There, there's words, so much goodness. And, all right. So this this series like is expansive. It's ridiculous. And I Man know alive. I know you were like, oh Mike, you need to watch. This. I've you been need in to watch. This. I've been in love with this series for a long time. So I'm a huge history buff. And to see, like, these people, like, reimagine from throughout history as, like... What, what would it look like if King Arthur was a cute anime girl? Okay, fine. But, I mean, personally, my favorite guy is... Iskander! Or like, what would it look Alexander like? Alexander the freaking great. Dude, Iskandar, the king of conquerors. Oh, man. The bro of bros. Fate Zero, what we're referencing here, is just so good and also so tragic. So, for, for those who don't know, the Fate series is uh, about like mages so it's in a world where magic does exist our modern world our modern world where magic exists but they in don't the really, shadows they don't really delve too much into the magic like there's not in the quote-unquote main series yeah but strictly because like they, they just leave that as kind of the background because there's people who use gems and the, people who just use incantations in and, the case files of Lord El Malloy they go a lot farther into it well yeah but that's more of a side series right like of like as side as Apocrypha is yeah okay 
It's it's directly it's a direct sequel to Fate Zero. Oh, it is. Well, I need to finish watching it. Um. Anyway, so so you have mages, uh, which as we find out throughout the Fate series, just the life of a mage is not fun. It's it's really really crazy. So the goal of all mages in this world is to discover the root, the root of all things and the root of all magic. And so that is why basically most of the big shots in the Holy Grail War of Fuyuki are participating in it. They want their wish to be to reach the root of all magic. Well, I mean, so that's like, on paper, that's what they want their wish to be. Like, or what they should want their wish to be. But it seems like there's a lot of people who participate in the Holy Grail War. The the not major players, yeah. but who are still pretty big. Yeah. Because you, you have the big families, the Tosakas, the Einsburns, uh, and the Motos or something? The weird worm people. I think it's the Motos, yeah. Something along those lines. But they, yeah, the, the ones that have, like, those insects that, like just bury themselves inside you and it's apparently great. that gives you magic. It's a great time. Yeah. <laughs> if, if body horror is your idea of great time, then yes. Yeah. Well, and I mean, what? Throughout throughout that... Was that Apocrypha? Or Zero? No, that was Zero. Yeah, they're not involved in Apocrypha. Yeah, because that guy is just like... Like, what? He falls off from being a mage and then he's trying to save... Uh, this little girl. His younger sister? His younger sister. Oh, no, 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 no. Is it his younger sister? Uh, yes. Yes, it is. His yeah, he is part of, he's yeah. been disinherited. Yeah, he's been disinherited, and then to save her from living the life of a mage, like, he, what, he bathes in those, like, worms or insects for, like, three days, and then throughout the entire war, like, every time he uses magic, he's essentially killing himself. Yep. The worms eat more and more of him to power the magic. Oh. It's pretty tragic. As is everything in fate. Literally everything, yes. Like it's it's it it's not grim dark. None of it is grim dark by any means, no, but it's, it's not, heavy. It's not grim, but it's like it's dark. You, you know, there's portions where you see, oh yes, there's a light of hope here and a light of hope here, and then it's just like slam the door. Right like, in your face. Because you have, like, some elements, like, of the main participants, and basically anything you see, like you were saying, who are sort of, like, the side of light and the side of hope, generally speaking. And it's, like, it's it's an easy watch there. And, like, things are great. And it's, like, man, like, these are good people who are, like, trying to press forward in this. But, like, their counterparts, the antagonists, the antagonists and protagonists of the Fate series are spectacular. Yeah. Like they The character building is is very well done. They really do a great job. Like, I agree wholeheartedly. And and one of my favorites was uh the way they do Ivan the Terrible. This is an apocrypha? I believe so, yeah. Dracula? Yes. Yeah. So so the 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 heroic spirits are just that. Uh legends taken from throughout time. Oh, 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 I got I got this. I got this. Okay, go for so it. So the heroic spirits who are suffered to the Holy Grail Wars are society's interpretation of their heroic legend, generally speaking. 
And so the legends are basically what most of these individuals are summoned out of. And they have the characteristics that are generally expected of them. And they have the weapons that are generally expected of them. And every heroic spirit has a noble phantasm of some sort or another. This Which is de- directly correlated to their legend. Exactly. This devastating super move or super tool that they can wield. And sometimes even more than one. They, this yeah. tool which is like critical to their legend. For example, Artoria or King Arthur, her noble phantasm is the great holy sword Excalibur, which they classify uh, they have like anti-army and anti-worlds yeah, phantasm. Yeah, they have a whole lot of classifications. Wasn't hers like a world ender? Uh I don't think Excalibur itself was an anti-worlds one. But Artoria does have anti-creation. Anti-creation. Uh, that's what, weapons. That's Rorafedron, Rur- which comes up in the case files of Lord Elmavoy. Okay. Uh, there's a whole lot just of lore. They yeah. just have so much in it. Uh, and you have like other like people, like you were mentioning, Ivan the Terrible. So, so yeah, one of my favorites, Ivan the Terrible, or as people might know him more, Dracula. Like, he... So, so he wants to be known as like a great king, one of, and and he was a great king, like quote, to the unquote, Romanians, great to the Romanians, yeah. And one thing he was known for was well, as a uh, as Vlad, a king, Vlad the Impaler. He was Vlad the Impaler, and so one of his noble phantasms is where he literally spawns like indestructible. Impaling so many spikes, like just spikes everywhere. Just a lot of spikes, and like from the ground, from the air, like just all over the place to impale his enemies. And and it's like it's not just one; it's a land of spikes. Um, but then there's also a portion like so he is known as Vlad the Impaler, Ivan the Terrible, but his legend is also Dracula, and his heroic spirit, the heroic spirit of Ivan the Terrible hates Dracula. Like, he hates being known as a blood-sucking vampire. Yeah. He wants to be known for being a king. Because they they do a really interesting sort of, like, dive into that. Because the uh, team-based Greater Holy Grail War is taking place in Eastern Europe. Yeah. Around Romania. They, They were talking about if he had been summoned elsewhere, his Dracula legend might have asserted itself more but because they were in and around Romania they're using the power of the local legends of Vlad the Impaler the great king to sort of like make him a team leader yeah which was like really cool I'm like man what an awesome sociological well, look. well and then at the same time it was like like you know so I would say at that point the king portion was more present in his mind and thus was just hating the legend of Dracula that the world knows him for. Yep. Right? And so, uh, I, I forget who, uh, um, you know, who his, who his mage was or whatever, but one of the conditions upon summoning him was, like, you will never use that noble phantasm of mine. My Dracula Like, you will one. never use the legend of Dracula. And the, the fact that he hated it so much, like, I just, I, I thought that was so cool. Like, because he does have multiple legends around him. Yep. For being Ivan the Terrible and Dracula. That like and and you know, just seeing that manifest itself in such a way 
was I, I just thought super cool. Man, yeah. Like, it, it made it, that was one of the highlighting moments of Apocrypha for me. Yeah, Apocrypha is really unique in that they get to play with a lot of characters. Yeah, because with most with Fate Stay Night, Fate Stay Night Unlimited, Blade Works, and Fate Zero. It is a seven participant free for all battle yeah. royale, yeah. Whereas Fate Apocrypha is a two team of seven each. Of seven each who are participating. And so they pull in a whole bunch of characters. Oh yeah. And it's just so great. Now one one of the problems, quote unquote problems, that we face right now is that it would be easy to go on about each one of the series individually. Well well that's like, why that's why we're doing this more of just like, you know, overarching like what we think of the Fate series. It's amazing. Cuz cuz yeah, I mean we could easily do a deep dive into Stay Night, into Stay Night Unlimited Blade Works, into Zero, into Apocrypha. The Heaven's Feel movies. Oh my gosh, there's so much to talk about, but for oh, the Grand sake Order. for the sake of this this episode, we'll just we'll do like an the overarching Last Encore. That's Last what that Encore. is. Haven't watched we'll that. We'll do a. Uh, we'll just do like an overarching. You know, what are our feelings on it, and pull some of our favorite characters from it. King Arthur. King Arthur, like King Arthur, is is amazing. Like I, I never thought. Uh, well, granted, it's Japan, so instead of making him the legend of King Arthur, they make you know a woman, which I mean, interesting. The the Fate series does love its waifus. It does love its waifus. What? And, and I mean, granted though, her armor does look freaking so so legit. Like Arthur in Fate Stay Night is possibly one of my favorite anime characters across all anime because she is just super classy, super dedicated, super strong, and it's just awesome. Well, well, she does like they. So even for her, you know, being the different gender than the actual Arthurian legend. Like, she still holds the power of the Arthurian legend. A hundred percent. Like, not not just, you know, being the, the great king of Britain, but has that righteousness about her. Yep. Uh, has the, the regrets about her. Like, all of that. And when she gets into that fight with Lancelot, the berserker... Oh, right. That was Lancelot. That was Lancelot. The Dark Knight in Fate Zero. Is Lancelot. That's right. And that's, that's right. why they thought, I think they thought that Berserker was going to be able to take down Arthur simply because uh, Arthur has so much regret for what happened with Lancelot. Yep. But then, you know, Arthur being Arthur, like, you know, just plays to Lancelot's emotions. And, like, Lancelot's like, why did I do this? It's it, it's sort of an interesting facet where in the Holy Grail Wars, like you were saying, you have a, a catalyst that the mage uses to summon um, a heroic spirit associated with that catalyst. Right. So and, like a like a piece of history, an artifact of them. Yeah. Yeah. And these heroic spirits get summoned in as a specific sort of class. Yeah. And so you have the saber class, you have the archer class, the caster class, the assassin class, the berserker class, rider, rider, and there's one more because um, there's seven, and I forget what it is. What was it? Saber, saber, rider, caster. Assassin, saber rider, caster, assassin, archer, uh, lancer. There it is. The lancer class, yeah. Because there it is. because aren't the uh, 
I believe it's Saber, Rider, Archer, and Lancer considered like the uh, the more heroic of the classes. They're considered the more powerful of the classes. The more I I, I could have sworn that well maybe it's just the fact that they were kings when they were meeting. Yeah, yeah. Because they they said like the top three are like. Saber, Archer, and Lancer. And Lancer. Are, are like, generally speaking, the most combat-capable of the classes. They're generally the strongest in what they're doing, which is combat. Yeah. Yeah. But, but, and and it's just so cool to see, like, you know, these interpretations of those legends. Yep. Like, uh, I think another cool one, which is also a tragic one, is, uh, uh, what was it, Berserker of Red? Frankenstein's monster? Yes. Oh my gosh. Man. Uh, so in Fate Apocrypha, uh, there are two teams, the red team and the black team. And like Mike just said, the Berserker that was summoned for the red team was Frankenstein's monster, who, again, unsurprisingly in the Japan. Fate universe, was an anime waifu. Was, um, was an anime waifu, but a tragic anime So waifu. her... Because... There, one of the interesting things is not only does the mage get to have one of their wishes granted, but the heroic spirit gets to have one of their wishes granted as well. Yeah. And her wish is for a spouse, essentially. She just wants to find love. She wants to find another, like, person that will love her as more than just a monster. Yeah, well, because in this, uh, so in this interpretation, the legend was that, uh, you know, once Frankenstein created, or once Doctor Frankenstein created Frankenstein's monster, he was appalled by her, like, and just you know cast out and shunned immediately. Yep. And then you know when she tried to go out on her own, like you know being uh, fled from you know by the townspeople and you know ultimately leading to her death. Yep. Um, but but yeah, so her wish is to just find love, but her. Like, like the the relationship between her and her mage, I really like because they it feels like they understand each other. Yeah, and just her abilities too. Like, so Frankenstein was like, you know, li- life given to death, right? So the way they go about that is that she is literally a potential energy. Uh, 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 what's the word I'm looking for? Like, like just a uh, just. A super battery? I mean, essentially, I don't want. To, why do I want to say potential energy machine? Like that's not perpetual energy machine. That's it. Like, like, because she could literally, you know, just absorb energy. Yes. That's given into her and just like pound it back out. As the Berserker class, she uh, is very smashy. Oh, and then her... Uh, oh, the then Berserker her may have been one of the top three instead. Oh, yeah, the... What is it? The Tree of Life or something like that? It, it, was, like, it was like the Tree of Life or something, but just this... And, and the electricity, like, I love the green electricity that's associated they with her. They do some great effects. But, yes, the, this electric tree, and that just creates the biggest explosion you ever see. It's just, oh, it's so cool. Absolutely. Oh, it's so cool. There, If you can't tell by our excitement, we highly, highly recommend interfacing with this universe. I mean, granted, so it, it took me a bit to get into it because I... I was I was just afraid of one not watching it in the in the correct order, 
which I, I would say there is a certain way to go about watching it. There, there are better ways than others, yeah. Um, and I, I was also just kind of intimidated by, uh, uh, you know, just like the amount of content that there was. Right. And that, you know, maybe I wasn't going to enjoy it as much as I did. But thankfully, if you, if you do enjoy, like, uh, historical legends and stuff like that, and if you're a fan of anime, obviously... Um, and, it, and it definitely does take a darker tone. So, be warned. It's it's really good. I mean, it's not... It, there's a lot... Like you're saying, there's a lot of content. And, like, the daunting thing is that it's all very, very different stories. Yeah. And it's not like, you know, One Piece, which has almost a thousand episodes. That's a lot of content. Well, but that, that's a lot of content, but it's also a more linear story. Yeah. Whereas, Whereas here you have... Fate Stay Night, and you have Fate Stay Night Unlimited Blade Works, and you have Fate Zero, and you have Fate Stay Night Heavensfield, and you have Last Encore and Apocrypha, and the Case Files of Lord Almaloy, and Grand Order. So and, so, and there's so much to it. So, so like, let's just pause right here. So for me, the way I went through it, and the way I would actually recommend, you know, if you do go into it, I went Fate Stay Night. Yep. Fate Stay Night Unlimited Blade Works. Yep. Fate Zero. Yep. And Fate Apocrypha. So, just to give you a little bit of background before you all jump into this, Fate Stay Night is the first um, anime adaptation that was produced, and it follows the, I think it's the third or the fourth... It's it, the fourth Holy the Grail The fourth War. Holy Grail War of Fuyuki. Uh, Fate Stay Night Unlimited Blade Works is one of the other routes from the source material, which is the visual novel. So, it tells a very similar story at the start... But then it diverges as events play out quite differently. Uh, like if different things were to have happened, that is what Unlimited Blade Works becomes. Gotcha. Fate Zero is the prequel to both of those. Yeah, because Fate Zero does the uh, the third, third the Holy third Holy, Holy, Grail, Holy Grail, War. Grail War, and then Apocrypha. Is that technically the second? The Apocrypha is unrelated. Oh, it's, it's, a, it's a completely different Holy Grail War. Oh, okay. So Fuyuki is its own Holy Grail The Holy war. Grail of Fuyuki is unique. Okay. Uh, the, in Apocrypha, it's the Greater Holy Grail War. Oh, that's right. And that's right, taking place in Eastern Europe. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. See, it's like I already watched these and I'm still kind of confused as to where I am. But nonetheless, while you're going through it, even if you don't understand like the complete overarching uh, you know, happenings... Uh, the stories that they delve into are very, very fantastic. Absolutely. Like, uh, you can engage with it lightly. You can engage with it deeply. I mean, so uh, so we have to talk about the bromance that uh, happened between Iskander and uh, what's-his-face. Waver Velvet. Waver Velvet. Waver Velvet is a young man who's a student of Magecraft at the London Clock Tower Academy. So think, like, Hogwarts. Essentially, yes, just very cutthroat. Very cutthroat. Less, uh, less like, oh, everyone's a wizard. No. no. Yeah. This. The. Yeah. So they have that whole thing going on. Like Mike was saying, he ends up summoning the heroic spirit of Alexander the Great or Iskander. Iskander, the writer. It. He's summoned as the writer class. He has this super BA chariot, and 
They, As a writer should. Because at the start, like like we had mentioned, character development is one of the big things that they really just hit so well yeah. in this series. Waver Velvet is this whiny kid who thinks he knows more than like his superiors. Yeah, because, um, well, well, so, like, I forget the whole story, but I think it, it was just like he, uh, was he part of a, a family? Like a, he's new. His family line is his family very line young. is very young. So he's like a second or third generation mage, as opposed to everyone else who's like a tenth or eleventh generation mage. And so, since he his family is so new to mage crap, they're obviously looked down upon as weak. As, as weak, they don't know as much. They don't have as much knowledge. One of the interesting things that they do is uh, mage craft is highly hereditary. Yeah. in this world and the literally they pass down their magical circuits which yeah. is essentially what they call like their like mana circulation system they build upon it and pass it down to the next generation think like you know your your own circulatory blood system only magic yeah, only they can peel it out of you and do stuff to it and from what i understand it's painful yep as is everything apparently with magecraft in this world yep um, but but yeah. Anyway, so so you have Waver Velvet, who you know he starts out as, I, I wouldn't say he's a punk, but he, he kind of has that. He's punkish, arrogant. He's arrogant because yeah. you know he's he's good at his studies and he's trying to prove himself. It's like despite the fact that I'm just a second or third generation mage, like I can do all these super cool things. And so he steals his catalyst from his mentor, Kenneth L. Malloy. Yeah. And ends up summoning Iskander. And and so Alexander the Great, obviously, huge king figure. Yup. Like one of the greatest rulers of all time. Um like the pretty much held Rome during its its pinnacle. Uh I, I, w- I would say the highest point that Rome had. Uh, expanded the empire to the greatest uh, greatest um, point in history because so so little history here for you guys so Alexander the Great is known as a conqueror because that's what he did because he started in Persia right? he started in Persia He's Persian uh, started in Persia went like I think that was as far east as he went that's um, where he's from. Yeah, but I but he also yeah. So he didn't he didn't go more uh, east. You're right. He, he, he went west. He didn't go further east, but he went west and south. So we're talking like majority of pretty much all of Europe um, at one point. Ow. Sorry about no, that. No, you're good. Uh, lot whole lot of Europe. Uh, good chunk of Africa. Um, yeah, let's pull up a map really quick. Yeah. Because you've you've got me curious. Uh, here we go. Conquest. Yes. Yeah. So that was. Well, I mean, so at this point, that was essentially That's the extent. The entire known world. Yes. At that point. Yep. From the Roman Empire. So. Like, uh, again. Really? Yeah. Wow. 
Not even Italy. <laughs> um, but but yeah. Anyway, the greatest point of the Roman Empire in history, because I mean, I mean, if anyone knows their history, as soon as Alexander the Great died, did it toppled? It pretty much toppled. Like uh, everything just kind of went to crap. Like they tried to cut up the empire into factions and. Then you have the whole thing. With that him. happened a lot. It, it, is, it is so bad. Well, then you have the whole thing with Mark Antony and Cleopatra and all, all this junk. So Alexander the Great was literally that. Alexander the Great. The greatest, what, known as one of the greatest conquerors in, uh, in history. Yes. Right? And so in the anime, he just has this, like, just overwhelming presence about him. He is yes. he. I, I would say he's like eight feet tall. He's, he's a big boy. He's, he's a gigantic. He's a, he's a big. But figure. he also has a a large personality. He's very gregarious. He's 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 very one of those characters like you would very much like to sit down, have a talk with them, like like, and and there actually is a point where they do gather the kings. Uh, I think he. Uh, he wants to have a meeting of the kings, and at the time, the only kings are himself, Arthur, and Gilgamesh. Yep. And so they uh, they they join in the courtyard for a single evening, and they start drinking uh, drinking wine. Super fancy wine. Well, once Gilgamesh gets there. Yes. Uh, because only the finest things for the greatest king of all the world. I mean, granted, back in Macedonia, that was considered the entire world back then. But yep. Uh, but anyway, so so they have this gathering of kings, and it it, it could not be a more what's the word I'm looking for? Like it, it seemed to be a very tactful parlay amongst yeah, the they, three of them. Because, like, that's a really good word. They have a parlay. They have that evening truce. Because there's some there's some weird shenanigans. This is during Fate Zero. And there's some really weird shenanigans going on. Yeah. Um, people are trying to game the game. Yeah. Um, well, and I would, I would say that Gilgamesh is one of them. Gilgamesh is absolutely one of them. This is, uh, I think it's Assassin. Um, weird tentacle dude they like to murder children and it's uh, caster ca that was caster that's caster that's caster so that's getting out of hand uh and it's threatening the city at large because one of the biggest taboos of magecraft is to reveal the existence of magecraft to the world at large and so this parlay there if First i remember fight club you don't talk about fight club yep so they they if I remember correctly, they had this meeting to be like, okay, like we need to deal with this. So, uh, yes. But yeah, so they have this fantastic, like, you know, just tactful parlay. And it even goes on to, uh, like, it, it shows the character of Alexander the Great. Like, be, because I, I forget what exactly was said. Um, but. There's discussion of, like, what are the values of a king, right? Right. And, and I think Arthur... Granted, I, I feel like I agree more with Arthur's uh, view of a king, like, to be selfless. 
But at the same time, uh, Iskander makes a good point. Like, why would you not want to be a selfish king? Like, to have what is best for your country. You know, like, like, so his his idea is like the more selfish you are, um, the greater, uh, the greater the 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 what what's the word I'm looking for, the greater the representative of your country is. Yeah. Right. And then there's just Gilgamesh who's just a hedonist. Well, Gilgamesh is just like I get everything. everything I, I'm is the mine. king of the world, and all the good things are mine, and I'm just here to enjoy it because I'm the best. Yeah, freaking. Gilgamesh. Uh, sorry, I'm just looking up the name of uh, of Caster. I think it's Gide Ray. I think you're right because he was because uh, so the caster of that Holy Grail war um, was actually Gide Ray. Was actually I, I forget if he was a knight. Yeah. Um, yes. Yeah, he was a knight who fought along Joan of Arc. Um. And after she was burned at the stake, uh, he essentially went crazy, and for some reason he thought I, I think it was something like, uh, I forget exactly what they said he thought, but he essentially just started. Murdering children. Yup. Like murdering a ton of children. And that's kind of where they draw that from for this caster. Because uh, he's teamed up with a with a serial killer. Um and then that's why they have this meeting of kings to talk about dealing with them. Yep. But that aside, the uh the just bromance between Iskander and uh, Waver Velvet. Waver is just like because Waver grows so much. Yes, from just being next to and dealing with Iskander. Oh my gosh, it's so good! Like he comes so far over the course of Fate and Zero, and like you're just heartbroken at like sort of this like sudden termination sort of which they all see coming but like Waver goes from treating Iskander as like a servant because I'm the mage and I summoned you to looking at him more as a friend and then to looking at him as his own king yeah he's like I am a subject of Iskander and they go into it more in the case files of Lord Elmaloy well well that just goes oh. to show like the like he I don't want to say buys into the legend of Alexander the Great, but he he comes to understand, you know, the legend of Alexander the Great, and 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 he like he comes to show it like with his own um, with his battle. Uh, who was he battling? I think it was his battle with Gilgamesh. Yep, that was the final battle, and that was the final battle for him. And and you know he wasn't going to use like any tricks or anything. It was just like, this is a straight-up battle. Iskandar, yeah. Like, he was just like, we're going out and doing this. And then, granted, you know, just because I hate Gilgamesh, um, I think he was being extremely cheap. He was using his noble phantasms, which yeah, is all of them. From behind, but... Yeah. But anyway. 
Yeah. The the, the bromance between Waver and Iskander is just uh, just another uh, example of the great character development. It changes his entire life. It, it, it does. It does. And he sees the error of his punk ways. Yeah. Like, he takes responsibility for the things that he did. Um, and so, I can't recommend the case files of Lord El Malloy enough. Which I will get to. They just, they follow up on everything. You know, it's like, okay, well, you kind of caused the death of Kenneth El Malloy, you know. What are you going to do about it? And he takes responsibility for it and steps in. Well, yeah, because at that point in time, like he's he's stepping in as a teacher, right? Like as a as he, a mage at the clock tower. He steps in as one of the lords of the clock tower. Yeah, which is no small thing. Uh, what is it? It is a forty million dollar buy-in. My gosh. Which of course he doesn't have. He because he feels so guilty about the things that happened, he shoulders the Elmaloy debt, the Elmaloy family debt, um, among several other things. That's there's just a lot there. I well, won't say well, too well, much. Well, I mean, so either either way, it shows the development of his character. He comes a long way from from you know being that little punk kid who was like I'm a know it all, to you know like humbling himself before the Elmaloy family so good oh it's so good and and honestly we could we could just talk more and more about fate for there's a lot the verdict please do yourself a favor and watch it it's so good i would agree with it i i i have to say do yourself a favor and watch it 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 can be a long watch so give yourself breaks in between but I, I I really enjoyed the character development of I, I really liked uh, uh, Stay Night and Unlimited Blade Works. Yes, and then those I, are the main ones. And then I super enjoyed Apocrypha. Um, and, and then I really enjoyed Zero. I enjoyed all of them. I th- th- that's just it. I enjoyed all of them, and I need to watch uh, Case Files of Lord Elmaloy now. So good. Because oh, what what was it? The uh, the Eisenbergs. Einsburns. The Einsburns. Uh, the whole thing with the homunculi and, and stuff like that. And then the the wife, like, her tragic ending. And I don't even want to start talking about that. That's another, like, hour right there. That is, but, I mean, oh, I love that part. Oh, it's so good and sad. Ah. And, and then, I, I guess, all right, one more thing before we wrap up here. The music and the sound design. Oh my gosh. Califina, they get all over the place. That among opening, many other things. I, I gotta say, the opening for Fate Apocrypha. I loved. Absolutely. Like just cannot stress enough. Like I'm one I love anime music. Like, oh yes. I love anime OPs and, and EPs, all of them. But Fate Apocrypha. Oh, every time I hear it, I get chills. Yes. Every time I hear it. 100%. Yes. Oh! Oh! <laughs> so, verdict is, just freaking watch it. There's there's so much to watch. Um, 
I've stayed away from, I guess, the gotcha part of it, like the gotcha games and the, stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, the uh, Fate Grand Order series is made to kind of directly tie into their gotcha game, where, you know, you could buy a car or you could buy one. Phone cards. Just, virtual yeah, cards yeah, on your phone. Yeah, yeah. we're, we're not going to get into that. Just, you know, but, stay, but, stay healthy, folks. Don't do that. But, but anyway, just to reiterate, you know, one more time, like the way to, the, the current, if you want a way to watch it, Fate Stay Night, Stay Night Unlimited Blade Works, Fate Zero, Fate Apocrypha, and then the case files of but, Lord Elmer. Yeah, at that juncture, go anywhere you want, man. But I, I would follow it up with the case files of Lord Elmaloy since there it's fairly fresh in your mind from Fate Zero. Yep. So, well, that's all that I have to say about Fate. It's a wonderful ride. It, it is a fantastic ride. Some might say it's Fate. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm I'm done. I, I hurt myself with that one. I pulled something. <laughs> Keep your heroic spirits close and your noble phantasms closer. Nunny? <laughs> Wait, no, I did that out of order. <laughs> oh well. Chris, thanks for thanks for taking us on that wild ride. Thank you for letting me be here. It is it is much appreciated, because I don't think we would have gotten nearly as much out of it if you weren't here man alive it's something i love i'm happy to do so so ladies and gentlemen as always thank you for listening you're wonderful anime is cool uh we'll see you next time boy and uh nani all right see you later